Last week on the podcast, we talked about the value of ministry over the summer and the changing rhythms that we experience. Today, we want to talk about the top five summer ministry activities. You're listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast, designed to help leaders just like you leverage your time and influence for greater impact with young people. My name's Brian, and the man on the other mic is Reggie. We're your hosts on this podcast, and we're excited to spend the next few minutes talking ministry with you. Here we go. Man, Brian, I still love that music. I still love our intro music, our outro music. Um, I get a groove going, don't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And right, right as I get in the groove, I'm about to start dancing. It turns off, so that's 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 another. <laughs> really? that's, that's another. Still catches you off guard. Yeah, at yeah, this, no, yeah okay. for sure. Uh, but hey. Thanks for tuning in, you guys. Today, I'm excited to um, share the kind of a part two to our series talking about summer ministry. And today, we are promising, like Brian said last week, we are promising that we are going to share with you the top five summer ministry activities. All right. And so, yes, I know. I know you're probably wondering, like, wow, what are they going to say? I'm wondering what we're going to say. It's going to deliver on that promise. Right. Maybe after this episode, I might uh, start my TikToking. Um, I think I think that will also That's actually been on my list. Yeah. Watch Reggie's TikTok. Yeah. Watch Reggie's TikTok. Slight plug. Um, but stay tuned. Um, anyway, so yeah, we're going to talk about the top five ministry activities that happen during the summertime. And I think why this is important is because it's great to share ideas. It's great to kind of get them out there and just know what it is that you can actually do. All right. We're in the month of May. Things are getting warmer. If you're in Indiana, it might snow next week, but Hey, that's okay. Um, (laughs) (laughs) Last week, if you live in Indiana, if you live in Fort Wayne and you're listening to this, you know that yesterday before the day before recording this, we experienced all four seasons in about a matter of two hours. It was wild. So let's put that behind us and let's talk about the warm that we're about to experience. Exactly. Exactly. Let's, let's, let's keep it on the positive. Right. Um, so, so yeah, let's, Let's talk a little bit about these topics, um, Brian, as we're looking into the top five ministry activities. And, you know, stay tuned. Get your pen and paper out. Like I said, these are going to be the most impactful things that you could possibly do during your summer. Let's jump into them. Number one, Reggie, that on my list is high adventure activity. Yeah. So things like rock climbing, camping that's not super high adventure but maybe it's different than you normally do yeah. um, white water rafting white water rafting um, tubing yeah yeah things that you like canoe bungee trips jumping. or bungee yeah maybe not bungee maybe jumping. Not. <laughs> that might go against our risk there. management i don't i don't know how that fits. i threw it in there because i knew you were just gonna agree because you were kind of in that vein <laughs> no bungee jumping that. i Thanks meant to say doing... skydiving yeah okay <laughs> perfect perfect <laughs> I'm going to be watching for those now. Right, right. Um, So it's funny you talked about whitewater rafting. My family did that actually over spring break. Okay. And uh, so we were in North Carolina, and we we didn't actually go down a a real river. Okay. Because we were at the U.S. National Whitewater Center. Like, it's all uh, man-made channels for whitewater rafting. So it's like high intensity the whole time. Like, you don't have these long stretches of river, right? And um, there's two channels. There's the family one. Yeah. And then there's the competition one, right? Um, So we went down the family channel the first time Uh backwards the entire time. And our guide just laughed. And he was like, 
sorry guys, man, I, I put you in the wrong spots. Like oh I put all the gosh. weight in the back of the boat. So we were backwards. Like we almost flipped on this really easy channel <laughs> and he goes, we're going to, we're going to go down one more time and then we're going to go down the competition channel. Okay. And I just looked at it and went, do you remember what just happened? Right, right, like, right. We couldn't handle the yeah. easy one. And you take it like, anyway, it was a ton of fun. We've got yeah. stories to tell, man. It wow. was a blast. And this memory that we have as a family. So that's why I would say high adventure yes. to take students out of their element to do something that has some sort of risk, but maybe not bungee jumping, skydiving <laughs> risk. <laughs> but well, it, you guess. feel like accomplished after yes, that, right? Exactly. So that's exactly. my number one. But it doesn't always have to be high adventure. No, like not, at all. not all of these are going to be like spend a lot of money, go out of town and do something really risky. Right. So right. take us to number two. Yeah. So one that I love that I'm able to do now, um, is barbecues and bonfires, Brian. Barbecues and bonfires. Barbecues and bonfires. Barbecues and bonfires. <laughs> I, I personally think that this is one of the greatest um, opportunities that I've had in ministry. Um, so opening up my home, we have a little bonfire pit in my backyard. My backyard's about two feet by two feet. So uh, social distancing is a little difficult, but, um, you know, we you sit on that side of the fence and exactly. I'll sit on this side exactly. of the fence. Exactly. Exactly. We throw our marshmallows over the fence on a string and we pull them back out. <laughs> Fishing poles. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, no, but bonfires and barbecues are awesome time for, you know how it is when you hear the music going, you got the cornhole out and you got the, the bonfire going away from the cornhole so you don't throw the cornhole in the bonfire <laughs> but when you when you have all this stuff going um and then you have the when it gets a little bit darker outside all right and um and you're able to start having some of those conversations you know it creates this this weird essence of like intimate time just like deep thought you know, it, nothing like a fire. There's nothing like it, man. There's nothing like it. And I'm not even a nature person at all. As you know, um, I don't do. Will you go whitewater rafting with me next summer? Um, It's a strong maybe. <laughs> okay. Strong maybe. No guarantees. Make you no promises. Tell you no lies. But but that <laughs> I, I think that bonfires and barbecues are super simple, you know, and barbecue doesn't have to be the, the good old, you know, barbecue that has the, the ribs and the, you know, all that kind of stuff. No. You know, just throw some hot dogs, some hamburgers on the grill, and just make it happen. You know, yep. throw a little barbecue sauce on, and then there you have barbecue. You yep. know, yep. Um, every once in a while, spoosh it, it up and, and put some chicken on there. You know, <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I encourage people, you know, if you have the space, if you have the opportunity, invite a couple kids over, man, and just have a good time. And I would say even prepare yourself for some really good questions. Ask some really mm -hmm. good questions as the night winds down. Um, and, and you guys just kind of get into that time where the, the, it's darker outside and, and you have that space to think quiet time is good, but then also to get the brain going, you yep. know, I found that there, there's been some really good conversations that come from that. So that's why it's in the top five. All right. Perfect. Yeah. Perfect. And we got it at number two, right? That's pretty two, fantastic. Yeah. Yeah. Number three, we have weekly connection. And here's what I mean by that. It's sometimes we plan these big events, but it doesn't always have to be big events. It could be a small group meeting, you know, on Tuesdays every week or meeting for ice cream on every Wednesday or, you know, whatever it happens to be like it gives them a pattern or a rhythm or something to look forward to every week. So, you know, sometimes you can get in the rhythm like summer is, you know, we, we've taken a step back, we've slowed down a little bit. So I'm just gonna, you know, on Tuesday, call a couple kids, text a couple kids and say, meet me at whatever, right? Mm -hmm. We can do that. But, you know, spur of the moment, 
they don't always show up right. or don't always have rides. So exactly. if they know something's going to happen at a regular time every week, even if it's not your normal youth group or campus life club, um, it gives, gives them something to look forward to and, and allows you to have a, a connecting point with a group of students every week. Right, right. And that's super important, keeping that consistent connection um, because you don't want them to get lost in the sauce. Right, lost in the sauce. That's yep. good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I use that one sometimes when I talk about barbecue. Um, <laughs> We've already talked about that. Sorry, I apologize. Take us to the next one. <laughs> my bad, my bad. No, that's my bad. <laughs> so the next one, Brian, is showing up unexpectedly to things like practices. You know, you have kids who play sports during the summer. Uh, mm-hmm. They have workouts, and then they also have games. You know, AAU basketball is huge in the summer. Right. You know, soccer is huge during the summer. Um, club club soccer is called club yep. soccer. Yep. Huge in the summer. But then also if students have jobs. You know, show up to their job mm-hmm. and and just to encourage them, make sure that they know that you see them, that that, that you care about them. And, you know, um, I found that it, it, it's fun. You know, I show up and, and kids are doing their job and they're in their uniform and they feel so justified and, you know, they feel encouraged. Like, man, they actually came and saw me in yeah. the midst of what I'm doing. Like, they're engaging me in what I'm doing. I think the, the thing about showing up at their jobs, like, it's it's about noticing them and yeah. what they're doing and what yeah. they're involved in. But, man, it gives you an opportunity then to even encourage them in front of their boss or yeah. encourage them in front of their coworker or, like, to build them up in a way that you wouldn't otherwise have Absolutely. to. And depending on where they work, you might get a free milkshake yeah. or free ice cream cone or something out of it like that's always good right absolutely it's always a great time dairy queen one of my students work at dairy queen so definitely will be there this summer perfect perfect (laughs) (laughs) we'll have to go after we record yeah there you go there There you go go. that's great uh so the last one number five that we have on our list is extended overnight trips and we kind of lumped all these into one broad category because for some of us it's yfc camp that when we've been able to have that has been the most impactful thing that we've done in our whole summer, yeah. you know, for others, it might be mission trips that you take kids away. For others, it's you talk about your student leader retreat. Yeah. Um, these times where we can get away and we can focus on specific conversations with specific groups of students and you experience things together that aren't just for a two or three hour time block, but they're yeah. all week long. Right. Um, for me, uh, the mission trips that I went on in high school were the things that really opened my eyes and my mind and my heart to what God was leading me toward. Wow. Right. Like I was really involved in my youth group and I went every week and we, I did everything that we did, small groups, Bible studies, everything. But it was these mission trips that really opened my eyes to what God had in store for me. And so if we look at it through that lens, like there's a lot of work that God can do in the hearts of young people just because we provided an opportunity to go to camp or to go on a mission trip or talk a little bit about your student leader retreat. Cause I know that's been significant for you guys. Yeah. What I've seen as a result of this retreat of us just authentically wanting our kids to all come together and be in a space where we're going to have them uh, uh, think deeply about who they're called to be about and, and, and charge them with the, the, the leadership of not only being at the city life center, but also in their community, at their schools, in their churches and wherever else that they're working and serving to, to charge them um, in that time. But we're also, I mean, we take them up to the lake, mm-hmm. you know, typically. And, and so they're outside of their day-to-day environment. Um, we get them a, yep. away from all of that and they're able to just breathe. They're able to breathe. They're able to have fun. But like I said, it's also this this great charge that we're able to to put in front of them to make sure that as they are going about their day or going about the next weeks to come or or entering into that school year, that they're encouraged 
but then that, that they're also taking leadership and ownership over their community. Um, and, and that's just been such a blessing. Honestly, Brian, literally all year, kids talk about that indigenous leadership retreat. It's amazing, isn't yeah, it? It is. It is. All year they're asking, like, when can we go back to the lake and we can have that retreat? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? And they're always wanting to emulate that experience. Um, and, and that's awesome. And that's great. And that's amazing. Um, to be able to build that anticipation for every year, knowing that it's something that is one, I think they like it because it's something special and geared yeah. just towards our student leaders, but also because of the opportunity that is provided there. Um, and so, yeah, I would just encourage you guys to look into doing some kind of retreat, plan it out, you know, don't, don't make sure you plan plenty of free time so that right. they don't feel like it's, <laughs> it's just work <laughs> all the time and you guys are not letting us do anything, not letting us rest. So make sure you plan plenty of free time within that, but plan that time with them where you're able to just have that authentic conversation with young people. So, yep. and I think that's it. I was going to jump in there and talk about like, Content is really important at things like this, but it's not the number one thing. Yeah. Your students, your indigenous leaders don't love this retreat as much as you want to think maybe that they do yeah. because of the things that you share with them. Yeah, exactly. It's because of the time that you spend with them and the yeah. experiences that you get to have with them. And so those are our top five things. There are high adventure, really big, expensive things you can do, but it's not all about that. Yeah. It's about finding spaces to have really authentic conversations and really intentional experiences with young people that set you up for deeper relationships that move in the direction of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Ministry Leader Podcast. We shared with you our top five ministry activities, but we want for you to share on our Facebook page what it is that you plan on doing with young people this summer.